Hello everybody and welcome to It Is In Us Now. It is in U.S. Now. A podcast that encourages deep thought, inner reflection, positive vibration, benevolent opinion, selfless intent, self-awareness, self-reliant research, the freedom to experience and express, a belief in faith, and the proliferation of insightful, constructive gems of information. I am your host, Gil C., bringing you this podcast from the awakened planet Earth, (laughs) and am very grateful, joyous, and delighted to bring you this Season 3B, episode number 95. Well, greetings, salutations, howdy, hello, and all of those great and wonderful messages of welcome to you all. I have been on a short hiatus However, I did not want to, by any means, end this season without completing some of the um, aspirations I have had for it. I uh, left off on episode number 94 about a month ago. It was exactly the day before I was going to go under a surgical procedure. And uh, I haven't spoken much about it, although to be honest, I was kind of playing hooky with the podcast and paying a lot of attention to the vlog that I've done. So for those of you who are interested, I will go ahead and put the URL for the vlog, um, which is on YouTube here in the description, and you will probably catch... You will catch a significant number of videos there. And if you are new to this podcast, you'll be able to draw a face to this voice. And so one of the things that I really didn't talk about was uh, the procedure that I had done. Uh, There was a cyst in my lower intestinal tract coming very close towards the colon area and even though it is something that is not necessarily life-threatening it's definitely something that will prove to be an annoyance and aggravation and had the potential to get worse or to create others So I wanted to make sure that I had that taken care of and in doing so have come to just, I feel as though I've jumped leaps and bounds in several aspects of my life. Of course, the idea of going through something like that can have a symbolic significance or inference to it. 
And I, being the person that I am, definitely took the opportunity to review and assess some of what transpired prior to, during, and after the operation. For an individual like me, that kind of experience definitely makes itself known as a checkpoint or a um, marker or a landmark, however you want to term it. And so there was definitely a lot for me to think about. Now, I do talk quite a bit in the vlog about the idea of a walk-in or a jump-in occurrence happening. If you want to hear more about that, I definitely encourage you to go onto the vlog. And the vlog is it's very lighthearted and fun. Um, obviously, I'm nothing but giggles and wine, <laughs> so that might prove to be slightly entertaining for some of you who like that visual stimulation. And I even wore a wig during uh, the Halloween season just, you know, to be even more lighthearted. And so, uh, I was actually speaking on the vlog um, just the other day. And I was talking about how I was going to come back onto this podcast. And I definitely felt as though I needed to continue my work here in this third season. And at that point decided that, yes, we will go into a season 3B. A lot of my thoughts surrounding that were simply that I wanted to hold to my word and saying that this season would bring about a few interviews with those who are closely associated with me. And there was also the idea that we will be going into episode 100. And so, I mean, there's just so much going on. And and one of the things that I also stated on the vlog was that I wanted to use this platform to talk about the podcast platform, to talk about uh, some of the things that we have going on celestially. Uh, And obviously, this has been a home for that kind of information. It's been a home for my um, ability to speak about these kind of events. And so I definitely wanted to bring this information to this platform in all considerations of the significance that these events are. So first of all, And without further ado, happy Mercury Retrograde. (laughs) Uh, Considering everything that has happened since August 30th with my loved one, my father, and everything that happened mid-August with the awakening of the love vibration within my own being, Uh, I I have to say that time has just sped, sped, sped through the course of so many things. And I, I find myself grateful for being able to have this time period of Mercury retrograde to reflect, 
to assess, to reassess, to examine, to review, to uh, to plan and to prepare to move forward. Because I think the most important thing about this Mercury about Mercury retrograde in general is that we are never fed the information, given the information, bequeathed the information that this is really the most opportune time when the energy in our universe, the energy in our solar system, the energy on our planet is lending itself to us favorably to do such things. Instead, we often hear about how not negative, but how, how, um, how much of Mercury, how much Mercury retrograde can be an imposition. And, uh, we really need to stop and take a moment to realize that it is our own thoughts that will ultimately lend itself to that kind of a existence or reality and it has a lot to do with where we draw attention or where we pay attention and sometimes it's true we cannot we cannot control the information that is presented to us well actually we can we can choose to turn off the phone, turn off the computer, turn off the television, close the book, close the newspaper, you know, shut off the podcast, shut off this, shut off that. We do have that opportunity or that ability to do that. We just aren't always told that we have that capability. Instead, I think because of everything that surrounds us in this world the distractions from the distractions to uh, to everything else you know our our daily lives our family lives our love lives etc that sometimes it just becomes easier to not pay attention to what we're actually paying attention to and so we can get sucked into different vortexes of thought creation and we just really need to be aware of that so, <laughs> uh, there was so much going on. Oh my God, since, since mid-August, since I rose in love, uh, I, I, I have to say it that way because I, 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 I don't, I don't condone the term falling in love. I don't fall, I rise, I climb, I strive for that, for that emotion, for that feeling for that experience and uh, falling though falling can present an opportunity for growth and learning I would rather rise I would rather rise with that emotion feeling and experience and grow into something new something beautiful something substantial and something that has so much abundance as i was making that thought my timer read 11 11 
Um, so we're on the right track here. That's what that is about. That is what the 1111 event, the significance of that number is. And we are going to talk about that tonight because it is quickly approaching. Tonight we are November 8th. So the 1111 date will come in a couple, a few days. And uh, it is, it is, it is coming with companions. We have Mercury Retrograde, which started on no, October 31st, so that was nine days ago, followed by a double whammy. Not only do we have the 11-11 event coming up, but we are also looking at the Mercury Transit, transit event which falls on the same day of 11-11. And I, that, those words on my timer fell at 12-12. <laughs> so we're definitely hitting quite a few marks of sequence and uh, definitely things that we need to look at. And then lastly, uh, we have the full moon event, which follows, I believe, the day after or two days after the 11-11 event. I believe I had read it was on the 13th or 14th, but in some of my other readings, they were saying it fell on the 12th. And it's all kind of relative because these energies are stirring and they're at their fullest potential already you know we're going into these we're four days four or five days out from that new moon that full moon so what i wanted to do tonight was kind of review what all of these things are express the potential or influence that they have and will provide for us if we are open to receiving this information and then give you some generalizations on how they can be piggybacked and how they can complement each other because really they all do complement each other and it, it but i have to say it 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 definitely is something that will be um recognized by the individual and it will be recognized by the individual based on where they find themselves at this given moment in their, your learning process. So first off, just keep in mind that it, it, there, there is no judgment and there is no dismissal of where you are on your learning path. There is none whatsoever, nor should you ever feel as though you are in a position to have those emotions brought into you. The truth is that we are all going through our own learning experiences, and we're doing them all at our own pace. There are those who find their experiences entangled with others, and there are those who are finding their experiences more on an individual level. Ultimately, though, we do kind of um, navigate our way in this life based on our interactions and responses with others. However, ultimately, there can be a difference between the individual who is going in it alone versus someone who is not. And greatly that is seen by how an individual is surrounded in their life. 
you know, if you are someone who is in a relationship or who is living with family or friends, someone who does not have that opportunity to go to their own space in their own solitude and their own privacy on their own time and in their own merit may not understand or may develop differently uh, because we are definitely placed with people in our lives that uh, will help us to see, reflect, and bounce off some of these ideas and learning experiences. And then you in turn will do that for them. And that is totally, totally uh, something that is normal. I mean, uh, we should never feel like being placed on this planet in a group or with others is a hindrance because the truth is if you weren't intended to be in that coupling or in that, um, in that group setting, then you wouldn't be. And somehow, some way, you would be out of it. You would be, uh, for example, I, I would consider myself on that individual level because even though I have friends that I speak with and hang out with, you know, fairly frequently, and I have family that I see fairly frequently, and I, I, I have my regular day job, which allows me to be around people on a more consistent basis, I do have the opportunity to return to my home and to allow myself to exist without any other influence around me. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so uh, whether you're an individual or whether you're in a group, you know, uh, I, 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 would, I would urge you if you don't feel, you know, that it's a favorable thing, I would urge you to stop and consider what it is about that setting that you're in and kind of assess it. Uh, my biggest thing lately has been gratitude and what perfect thing to talk about right in Thanksgiving month, November. <laughs> um, gratitude. It's, it's, huh, it's, it's being aware of what you have, why you have it, and knowing what the reason is for that in your life. And when we understand this, I, I truly believe that we become innately stronger and innately more, um, I guess, more uh, convicted or uh, more secure in what we know and who we are. And so all of that, of course, is important. Wow, what a great way to start this podcast, right? <laughs> uh, I knew this was going to be good. I was saying on the vlog, like, I'm going to wait to talk about all of this in more depth and detail until I get on the podcast, because this is where I started. This is, the podcast is my diving board into communicating with others um, and I, I, I strongly have this feeling that, uh, belief that, uh, words and the sonic implications, the sonic vibrations, the sonic, uh, stimulations are more far reaching than anything visual. Although visuals can be fun. <laughs> 
so I encourage you to definitely check out the vlog if you just want to break away from the standard, you know, listening process or what have you because there's some fun stuff on those things and and I'll more than likely go back and review some of that stuff here on this podcast especially the idea of the jump in um, because it is significant and uh, I don't know I mean I do know but in this instance I'm just saying that I haven't had the opportunity to go back and listen to the last few podcasts that I posted. Normally, before I start a podcast, after a really quick hiatus like I just took, I will go back and listen to the last few podcasts. And uh, truth be told, what I did re-listen to was episode 75 and 76, and that was mainly because I had mentioned them on the vlog and I wanted to kind of herald back to see what they were about and and just reassess and, and, and listen to what I had to say at that point. I didn't do that this time, though. And I'm willing to bet that there is a level of... Um, a level of confluence now with what I have to say and share and, and, and it's, it's consistency or it's um, the way that it's drawn together to itself that may not be present prior to the last podcast. I feel there is a little bit more clarity in thought And as I had talked about the jump in, um, I'm having all of this spiritual and biological data downloaded. I do feel as though I am coming towards the completion of that process. That process is probably going to come to its completion before the end of the year. But the fact of the matter is it does take a small amount of time, linear time, coupled with the right interactions, engagements, and experiences to help trigger and push those progressions along. And I am grateful and I look forward to coming into a full immersion of the spiritual information that I am intended to share with you all. Uh, because it's coming and it's happening. And, and as far as the physical downloads are coming, are, are concerned, I... I look very forward to those. So without further ado, this is probably the longest introduction that I posted, so I'm going to go ahead and um, take a quick snip there, and then we'll start the next segment. Uh, We will be getting in, I'm just going to go into the whammy, into all four of them. We will be talking about the Mercury Retrograde, a quick review of that, and the four columns or pillars of Mercury Retrograde. We will be talking about the significance of the 11-11 event, which is coming up November 11th. We will be talking about the significance of the Mercury Transit and how that in particular will affect all of the things that we are going to experience with these events and we will be talking about the full moon and its influence and lastly how all of this can tie together and how they can piggyback the energetic influence for our benefit as tools that we are able to use to help progress 
and make more fluid our experiences here on this planet, our beautiful and wonderful Gaia Earth Earth. So get ready. Alrighty. Well, let's go ahead and get into this. So we are, as stated at the end of the last segment, we'll be talking about four main points and then we kind of want to just wrap it all up and see how they fit into each other. Now, keep in mind, I don't necessarily have a study in astrology. There is a plethora of information on the internet um, in libraries, if you know what that is, <laughs> and, um, and and in boundless other forms of media where you can uh, find out, research, or get an idea of some of this uh, information. And, and the whole point about all of this is to, uh, to assess and to accept what resonates with you and what you feel is your truth. And so definitely take that uh, take that idea and, and keep it in heart because some of the things that I will say may not necessarily resonate and that doesn't mean that all of it won't but it definitely means that um, you have the ability to make those assessments and to uh, kind of put, bring into your own what makes sense and what what definitely helps you filter and, and make things more fluid for your existence, your creation, and your life. And I, I say that because a lot of what I, I, I come across and share, it's interpretive. It's, it's how my heart is moved to speak. And it's, it's, it's definitely always from a benevolent source as I'm constantly personally looking for ways to not constantly I shouldn't say it's not like it's something that's continuously on my mind but just to find information that helps make some of these experiences more fluid in our life and that's really how I, I I've come to regard these celestial events I am fully aware that their influence is present just as an everyday human's influence is present amongst others when one walks into a room or when one comes into contact with somebody there's always something there that helps us to relate to um to connect to draw attention towards and so on and I think we would be remiss to not qualify such events. But again, and again, I should say, everything that I have to share is definitely coming from my own interpretation. And therefore, it may not necessarily resonate with you, and that's okay. You take in the information the way that it feels right to you and take with you what feels right. (laughs) 
I felt like the first thing that we should talk about is Mercury retrograde. And I've spoken at length about Mercury retrograde and the tenets of Mercury retrograde or the pillars of Mercury retrograde. So this is really also going to be a review. As stated in the opening segment, Mercury retrograde is really a time for just that. It is a time for review. It is a time when the universe, the galaxy, pumps the brakes and says, human, energetic being, slow it down just a little bit. Stop and look around. Stop and look at where you're at. Stop and assess where you are, what you've done, where you've come from to this point, what you've been through. Stop and review your thoughts, your well-being. Stop and review your interactions, the way you process things, you know. Stop and, and assess and reassess and maybe even assess the assessments to get a crystal clear picture of everything that you have gone through, engaged in, and um, expressed up to this point because this moment in time, linear time, is extremely significant to what is to come. And not only that, but use this time to strategize and to plan in, uh, in correlation with that review process. Because if we have a crystal clear understanding of what we are reviewing, that should make it all the more easier or fluid for us to start planning what we want to do next. So that is really what this period of time is. Mercury was seen as the communicator or the messenger. And the message that it's sending is to slow down. Slow down and get ready for what is to come. Give yourself that break, give yourself that space to reacclimate to everything that has transpired within the past season or within the past, you know, however far back you feel. It could be from one Mercury retrograde to the next. Because, I mean, and really, we could plan our year that way. We could plan our year, and maybe that's what I'll do in this Mercury retrograde. Like, we could plan from Mercury, from retrograde to retrograde, Mercury retrograde, because obviously there are other retrogrades that happen. We do have other planets in our system. Um, it's uh, it's the fact that Mercury has so many influential energetic influential implications for us. I think that most people pay attention to this particular retrograde. And so if we were to take this three and a half week period and do our reviews, make our assessments and make our assessments and then do our plans, once Mercury goes direct, we could then go forward with those plans. We could then move on them. We could work on them. We can build on them. And and that should create a form of harmony. And that's not to say that you can't have that harmony throughout the whole year. 
It's just to say that the energy that is surrounding us at that time, the energetic influence of this event is there specifically to help with that point. And, um, and, and that's why I feel like it is probably actually one of the most beneficial and one of the most um, inspiring events that we can have here because how many times are we actually reminded to slow down and smell the roses are we reminded to slow down and you know read the book of our lives to figure out what where we're going and and how we're developing this is that time it's a blessing it's a blessing and it's something that i think we should all take to notice and that's that's really like the message that I want to express with this. And and there are what I, I've come to call the four pillars of Mercury retrograde. And these four pillars are the four that will always have implications during this time period. Now, depending on the time of year, wherever Mercury may be, wherever we may be as far as the stars are concerned, there's going to be secondary influences. So, you know, and that wholly goes based on, like I on uh, from a zodiac point of view, where Mercury, where we are, you know, planetarily. And so right now, Mercury, I believe, is going through Scorpio. Whereas the last retrograde, it was going through, I can't remember. <laughs> I tend to not remember things, um, but that's because I live in the present. <laughs> so, And if it isn't anything that needs to teach me something or an opportunity to learn or relearn, I don't quite focus or draw back to it. Uh, I, but I believe it may have been Cancer and prior to that, it was probably um, Aquarius or Pisces. I'm not 100% certain to that, but uh, don't quote me, but that's just to give you an idea of what I mean by those secondary influences. So those secondary influences could be something like education or art or science, you know, and, and those fields during that period of Mercury retrograde will have their own implications um, along with these four pillars. And of course, just as a disclaimer, I always like to say that Mercury retrograde is when Mercury is crossing its path with the Earth and then appears to go backwards. And that is why it's called a retrograde. So that's the physical anomaly that happens when this is going on. And of course, when this physical anomaly occurs and it's crossing directly with Earth, uh, you have a line of energy, which I would liken to magnetism um, and or gravity. And that is why I say there is an influence. Because just as the moon influences the tides of this planet, so do the other planets in our solar system influence this earth and lend energetic influences to us. So let's get quickly into the four columns of Mercury retrograde or pillars. Pillars, columns, tenants. Um, I don't know if tenants would be appropriate, but and uh, this is just how I've come to term it. And be fully aware that though I am not on a vlog, there is still a glass of wine in my hand. <laughs> that hit at 11.11 on this timer of mine. <laughs> and so, uh, the first and probably one of the most obvious 
pillars of Mercury retrograde is going to be that of communication. Now, communication during this time period tends to go awry. Um, humans, some tend to be less patient or more distracted. Uh, and therefore, we're just encouraged to make sure that we are paying attention to what is being said to us and how we say things to other. Um, it's important to reread emails, reread text messages, just to make sure that there is a solid understanding of what is trying to be expressed or shared through that form of communication. This outrightly is just a form and a practice of patience and attentiveness. And if we do that, it should make this period all the more fluid. Now, for those of you who already know that you exemplify some of these um, of these qualities, uh, be aware that those around you are not always aware. So we kind of become the ones who need to exemplify these qualities of patience and temperance and tolerance with those around us. Because as we are learning this, the only way that we can really truly set the example is by doing just that, exemplifying these qualities. And I guarantee you that you will see those around you take to notice. And then all of a sudden, those people will, you'll, you will notice when people notice. I can tell you this right now. When I was, I was out of work because of this operation that I had three weeks. It was supposed to be two weeks, but because of my leave of absence paperwork, um, being slightly messed up, I took an extra four days. So three weeks. And when I was at work, when I returned to work, um, people started coming back in to my job into into the place my established place of work that my boss was saying he, you know hadn't seen since I had gone and I, I don't uh, that's and the thing is like I never told anybody I never told anybody that I was going to be out for a couple of weeks I just took the time off and uh, so to hear my boss say oh I haven't seen that person in three weeks and now oh, I haven't seen that person in three weeks and oh man like did you tell all your friends you're coming in and of course you know my boss was joking because I, I don't have super personal relationships, connections with these individuals. Uh, but it made me realize that um, these people appreciate the energy that I bring about, whether they know it or not, you know, whether they're aware or not, they definitely started to come back like moths to the flame. <laughs> And, um, and I, I know I bring a different degree of interaction with these individuals. And uh, I became fully aware that uh, there is, in fact, a difference between my energy and those that I work with. Because it became plain and clear when, uh, when I was told this. And I was just like, oh, huh, and here I, I thought ultimately, that I would be asked by everybody, where have you been? Where have you been? Where have you been? But as it turned out, nobody asked because no one came into my workplace to know that I was gone. <laughs> so um, that's what I mean by people will become aware. 
Uh, I have been told, again, you know, you're a great communicator. I have been told, you know, um, I appreciate your energy. Um, I've been told, man, you're always so upbeat. Man, you always have this positive vibe, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's not blah, 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 blah. I'm not trying to be dismissive. I'm just trying to save on words. But now I just took up all those words again. So um, that's what I mean by by exemplifying that patience, that tolerance, that temperance, that empathy, that compassion, you know, uh, others notice and whether they notice that they're noticing, it starts with that feeling. They feel it first and then they can't help but be drawn to that because that's innately what we all want for ourselves. So, so that first column pillar of, of, of Mercury retrograde communication is very key. And, and, and you have to understand how important communication is just in everyday life. So now you have this moment where the influence of communication can go one of two ways. You know, it can be stressed because it is not being paid attention to, or it could become abundant and fluid because the appropriate amount of attention is being applied to its existence and the awareness of how we respond and how we receive it. Plain and simple. (laughs) I hope all of that made sense because we're moving on. (laughs) Um, The next one is going to be technology. So technology tends to have an, have, tends to have a role in this energetic influence. Uh, This is the time where, I mean, and really because Mercury retrograde is about review, about assessment, reassessing, about reflecting and planning, I think you can start to see how the idea of patience, especially patience, is going to be a key factor here. Because when technology is is pretty much objective. It either works or it don't work. You know, it's not like humans and you have the capacity for human error in communication, like, do you know, where you have to question whether someone is lying or telling the truth or whether someone is being insecure or um, egotistical or, or whatever you want to think as far as like the human psyche is concerned. Technology is kind of black and white. Like I said, it either works or it don't work. It's on the fritz or it's green light all the way. So technology tends to play its role and when it becomes most noticeable is when it's not benefiting us. So this would be um, computer programs closing. It could be just, and this could definitely tie into travel because cars our vehicles and a lot of our um a lot of our vehicles whether they're aeronautic or they're um you know v- uh, transportational cars automobiles like they all have technology tied to them and i just one of my dearest friends just this morning had an issue with her vehicle because the computer wasn't working <laughs> so um this might be a time I mean, it could be a time to appropriately dismiss technology. And we have gotten so wrapped up into technology that going forward, we might see Mercury retrograde also 
as a period where we kind of come back into our own humanity in that regard, where we kind of dismiss the use or the prevalence of technology and kind of limit it. Um, what does technology bring to us? Yes, it can be beneficial, but there are also other um, areas that it can be used for. And and I, I don't I I don't want to gaslight because that's what I that word was brought to my attention recently uh, by saying you know like uh, like it's all how a person looks at it or you know trying it, whatever. Anyways, I. <laughs> You would know why you went there. But um, because I will say things like, you know, well, everything is good. It just depends on on a person's perspective. And, and I really, truly feel that way. I can stop and I mean, this just happened. Oh, my God. OK, so here's the perfect example. And I, I started this segment off saying this and then I deleted that 30 seconds of of um, of, of recording. And now I'm going to say it because it's obviously intended to come here. So um, after I finished recording the last segment, I was waiting for it to process because I add the background music and all of that takes a little bit of time. And I thought, well, I'm going to do two things right now. So that way it can be a little bit more productive. So while that is processing, I was going to start downloading or uploading video number 26 for the vlog which is on my other phone so I go from there I transfer it to the laptop and from the laptop I transfer it to the phone that I have all of my like my YouTube account on and stuff like that and um guess what happened I deleted the video and I permanently deleted it that and so I'm like technology I was like there's no way I'm getting this back Okay, and so we have to stop and remember that technology, it's greatly influenced by humans and how we use or interact with it. So technology can definitely be a benefit. Um, During this period of time, though, it can definitely lend itself to more inconvenient prospects and and I, I I feel like I came onto something right now when I said that technology may be seen going forward as something that we want to maybe dismiss or not utilize as much for this three and a half week period and the way that I would qualify that is I would say for this three and a half week period three times a year I am going to go back into my humanity I'm going to Um, Instead of texting people, I'm going to reach out to them. Instead of maybe video phoning them, I'm going to try and hang out with them. You know, how can I make more of a humane or human connection with other people without utilizing this, what we call technology? So pillar number three, travel. So travel is also going to be something that has an energetic influence um, over us now, because as we know, Mercury was also the uh, speedy Gonzalez. I think he's always pictured with like uh, wings on his his sandals, right? And so, um, and again, so during this period of Mercury retrograde, since physically the planet is appearing to spin backwards, everything kind of gets put on a hold or slows down, comes to a halt, travel. I would uh, definitely be aware of the plans that we have during this period of time to travel. And and again, with all of these pillars, it's this is not 
foreboding or a warning that these things are going to happen because again it's all about perspective it's all about how we choose to direct our attention so uh, for me already i'm going into this mercury retrograde and you've already heard me saying it's a blessing it's great i love it you know i think that it should be a national holiday <laughs> You know, um, so I already know like my experience in this time period is not going to be anything derogatory or um, confining or obtrusive. Like I already know where my intentions and my attention and my heart is in this whole scope of things. And that's really going to dictate to us how this time of energetic influence is going to work with us and so travel the things that i've heard about that would be like i mean simple common sense things for example if you're going to catch a flight and they tell you be there an hour an hour and a half before your flight maybe show up two to two and a half hours before your flight if you are heading to work and you're already aware that there is a, a certain amount of traffic that you have to go through in that morning rush instead of leaving you know later than you normally would or even at the time that you normally would maybe leave just a little bit earlier to avoid anything happening or to avoid being late because something happens because guess what all of us are going through this retrograde at the same time and you are the one who is privy to this information so you're the one who can already have that mindset of i'm going to be prepared i do not expect something to happen but in the event that something does happen i'm mentally prepared and i'm adequately prepared from every other standpoint to deal with this. And the whole point of being mentally prepared and having that mental readiness is to avoid the frustration, to avoid the irritability, to avoid any of those lower negative feelings that you do not want in your life. And that's where it starts. Be the change that you want to see, right? That's where it starts. It starts with us. So we can't dog on anybody else necessarily because of the traffic jam or because of the delay if if we have already set ourselves up to succeed just by being mentally prepared and equipped so just be mindful of your travel try not to plan trips during this time period and if you do because you should do what you want to do just be mindful that if anything happens, you're already mentally and in every other sense prepared for what may, what has the potential to arise. Travel. The last pillar of Mercury retrograde is going to be contracts. So contracts is simply the idea that you do not want to start any new business during this period of time because the potential for something to be missed or overlooked is going to be amplified and again this draws back to the idea of patience patience take time to read the contract if you have to buy a car take time to read the contract if you're buying a new house take time to overlook all of the information if you are applying for a new job if you are uh, relationships slow it down if you are coming into a new relationship take time 
to get to know that individual before you make any kind of commitments. Um, because more times than not, once Mercury goes direct, once that contract for that new vehicle has been processed and it's gone through financing, once Mercury goes direct, as an example, that's when you find out that like, oh my God, I actually agreed to this this interest rate or oh my God, I actually agreed or I accidentally missed this paragraph that stated I was going to get all of these add-ins and now, you know, three or $400 like monthly payment that I thought I was going to be giving is now six or $700 because I didn't know they were going to soup up my car. <laughs> you know, I might like that satellite radio, but I didn't want it. And now I'm going to have to pay for it because I signed the contract in haste so that's all this is about um and and just to kind of uh, just to kind of touch on this like if you're an individual who is like say it's a job right say like you want to transition to a different job or go you can go back to jobs anything that you have a history with this would be relationships as well is definitely not going to have the same kind of influence as starting those new things because you already have a history you already have an understanding there is something there already that's going to most likely already lend itself to review and to assessment and to review and so this is really focusing on all of those new ventures all of those new prospects all of those new ideas you know what you really want to do and i will always use this example when i talk about mercury retrograde in terms of contracts and in terms of planning is just as my friends did when they were buying their house. Um, they had a lot of stuff going on. Their automobile was messing up. That was, you know, just things were going on. And I implored them. I urged them, don't buy anything. Use this time to plan. And I, I would, you would, not, you would have to believe to see it to believe it. As soon as Mercury went direct, they went forward with their plans and they got a house. And um, and and to my knowledge, there weren't many surprises that came with that purchase. Of course, there's always going to be someone you buy a used house, right? However, um, the potential to have more missed or overlooked was now decreased greatly and they ended up benefiting for that. Now, whether or not that was all done intentionally and they actually heeded my words or that's just how it played out, I do not know. However, I think it is a beautiful example because that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> so that is the fourth pillar of Mercury Retrograde. And again, um, th this is just a tool. This is just a tool. You do not have to listen to it. You do not have to take it to heart. Um, you can, if you want, you can utilize the information that you feel applicable and not all of it will. Uh, some of it may even go over your head and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. The point is that you're taking the opportunity to at least make yourself present in the awareness of this information. And that's all we can do really. So that is Mercury retrograde. Now let's talk about 
the 11-11 event, which is coming up. So the 11, 11 I feel like I should start another segment because that was 30 minutes already. <laughs> Actually, let's go ahead and do that. So brace yourselves. Okie dokie, so now we're moving on to the 11.11 event. Now, in that video that I had accidentally deleted, deleted, <laughs> deleted due to my technological mishap, which may slightly be attributed to Mercury retrograde, and I'm gonna say, because the idea of patience, you know, instead of reading what the delete option was as in permanently versus like just to the trash bin i just hit enter so there's a good example of how humans influence technology during this time period right and my patience wasn't there because i was looking at my phone to see if this thing was uploaded so back to my point i in that video, I did speak about the 11.11 event. I kind of touched on it, but I didn't want to go into any detail about it. I wanted to save that for the podcast. But I did give an example of a personal example of my life during the November 11th, 2011 event. And during that period of time, and what I said on the video is that I, I had a strong feeling that I needed to be where I needed to be by 11, 11, 11. So I have had friends who, they've had a fairly good understanding of, funny how I don't tell you what that is, right? Well, I'm gonna go back and record that video and then I'll talk about it probably. But anyways, I've had friends who, um, they've known about my thoughts, my ideas, my beliefs, in regards to this number for many, many years. And this year, I found it very noticeable how they were inquiring about it, or they were finding themselves paying more attention to such sequences. And not only that, but becoming subject to their presence. And this was probably greatly with um, maybe one or two of them in particular to the point where, um, you know, they would inquire about it. And I believe I had done a podcast on um, sequences and numbers and, and the like uh, at some point with maybe with even within this season, I'm pretty sure. So the information that I'm going to present is kind of like I'm going to say is kind of like the, the information that I presented with Mercury Retrograde. It's going to be review in a way. I did take the time to do a little bit more reading on, on what some people had to say about 11.11. And again, I, I don't usually give my sources because you can easily get online and whatever search engine that you want to use, Google, Bing, etc. You can type in this simply 11.11. The sequence of 11.11, the meaning of 11.11, the significance of 11.11, and you will get pretty much the same information that I got. <laughs> uh, the thing about it, though, is that I take the time to 
make a mental note or a physical note of what stands out to me. So what I bring to you is an interpretation of several people's own interpretations based on what resonates with me, and then I expand upon it. And that is kind of why I don't really give my sources, because they're very general. And yes, I know it's very becoming to give props to people, you know, for the work that they put in, the design of their websites, the information they've researched, the time they took to state it. Um, But on the whole, I feel as though this is empirical knowledge that we should all share. And um, you know, if I ever get to a point where I actually have a substantial amount of uh, attention thrown in my direction, I will give my resources and my sources. But they're really, like I said, they're really just so, so general that I, I just don't, I don't see a need to do it if you can go yourself and get the same information. So the one thing I always told my friends or my one understanding that I always had about 1111, even before I did research, I mean, let's let's take this back to when I first came into my own with the idea of this se- sequence. Um, I always, I had always understood it as to be a sign of significance in the sense of um, presence. So, in other words, if I am driving, walking, or doing whatever, and the number 1111 pops up on my phone, on my clock, uh, on a receipt, and, um, and it happens in the moment, in other words, like, I notice when it happens, not like... I notice, I mean, even then, you know, I could say I buy something and and that number shows up and I look at the receipt later. That showed up at a very significant moment. And so my whole thought behind that has been that when we see that number, it is a sign or symbol that is telling us to pay attention to the moment. What are we thinking? What are we feeling? What are we doing? How do we fall in line with our actions at that moment? And um, I've always regarded it as a sign that says you're on the right track. It's some are saying, some have said that this is an angelic number. some have regarded this as a master number. It is a the first doubled sequential number that's non-divisible, right? So 1111. And, uh, or 11 itself, I should say. Some regard it as a gateway because symbolically it looks like two columns. So you're walking through this portal or this gateway. So you have all of these ideas, right? Um, and master numbers, they, they tie this number to Jesus and Buddha and the like. And um, they would be masters, right? They would be our ascended masters who walked the earth, who came here to share enlightenment. And so uh, really what I was getting from everything that I read is that there's a sense of um, it being like an angelic number or a master number. It's, it's, it's a sense that there is 
uh, love and protection. There's clarity and guidance. Something is being provided for you at that moment. Something is saying, the universe is saying, God is saying, stop and take a concerted look at what is going on in your life and where you're at. Pay attention to what you're thinking to. You know, um, and this is greatly because the universe is, it's, it's, it's love energy. And the universe is always more than willing and ready to provide for us uh, and send to us what we need. The way that it does this, though, is through the attraction or the magnetism of what our thoughts are. Because really, our thoughts are kind of like a form of... Our thoughts are a form of energy. And and more so than that, they're a form of energy stimulation and manipulation. You know, um, so any thought can actually lend power to creation based on the idea that the universe is ready to provide and to send to us what we want. And the universe is, it's very subjective. It's not going to say, you know, objectively, I know what you want. It's going to say subjectively, I know what you feel. And based on what you're feeling, because that's an energetic, or thinking, because those are energetic vibrations, I am going to send this to match that. So 1111 is kind of like an awakening It's an awakening to the idea that we need to be aware of where we're at in our thoughts and our actions. It's kind of like a head versus heart idea. You know, this is a time where we are being, where it's being suggested that we wake up and pay attention. You better wake up and pay attention. Um, And it's giving us that opportunity, you know, to embrace, um, you know, our true divinity in in many ways. And uh, as, as, as a symbolism, you know, when we consider this, just the idea of 1111, this is, and I'm just talking about seeing this number in our daily lives, we're actually coming up to a date that is marked by this number. Okay, so we have to take this on a whole scope because where we may be going on our everyday lives and seeing this number, on November 11th, we will actually be residing within the number because that is the day represented through that new numerical significance and um so the 11 11 date it truly is a day where we want to embrace the idea that there is something coming and benevolent and good for us when we hold those thoughts it's a transformative day because it's going to be what sets us up going forward you know it's it's definitely a day that we want to use as a day of remembrance it's definitely a day where we want to stop and look at the big picture and assess 
because things will start to evolve differently once we do that. And, um, you know, it's funny. I mean, I don't have too much to say on this other than that. You know, it's a day where we have that divinity amongst us, around us, and within us. And if we pay close attention to where we are in that scope of information, in that scope of being at that time, there's a great potential for a strong influence and a shift to moving forward. Um, So we just really need to be aware of our thoughts. You know, if we are finding ourselves in a state of well-being, in a state of positivity, and in a state of energetic enlightenment, you can greatly consider this day to be a confirmation that you're on the right path, that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And that's really what this is. You know, when you consider that number, it's an angelic way of saying like, you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. And this is solely based on the fluidity of your experience. Because if your experience is fluid, you're not going to be frustrated. You're not going to be feeling any of those lower woeful emotions, anger, or anything in that regard. Uh, You're going to have that light feeling. Um, of moving forward and and that is the confirmation now if you're feeling those lower states of energy all of this day is saying is use this time to assess where you're at and maybe figure out what you can do to change that it's saying take a look take a look because really god angels the universe all they want is progression through love and progression through love stimulates creation it stimulates charity and gratitude, and that stimulates abundance. And, and that's really where we want to be. So the 1111 Gateway event is really about transformation. It's really about progression and embracing assessments that will help us get to that point. Now, because the information that I have to offer on that isn't as in-depth as Mercury Retrograde. You can tell I do so much more research on Mercury Retrograde. Um, I'm going to use this opportunity to speak towards the Mercury Transit. Uh, So we'll have two topics tied to this segment. We might even have three based on how far I go with this. Um, The Mercury Transit is something that happens only 13 times, I think is what I read in a century so the next mercury transit is going to happen in 2032 this mercury transit is ex- transit is extremely significant because it happens on the 11 11 day <laughs> and um So there's a lot of talk and review if you go online and you research this about how this being um, also significant of synchronicities and and, and things of that sort. Uh, Really, okay, so physically Mercury transit is when Mercury goes across the sun in line with our planet. And uh, so therefore it's, it can be seen from our planet crossing the sun. Now, depending on where you are on the planet, that's what's going to make the difference. 
Um, but from what I read, it can only happen in November and one other month of the year. So there are only two times that this can happen where it's visible to our planet and where it crosses our planet. Um, so that's to say that even though Mercury, you know, it's 88 day, you know, uh, rotational, uh, as far as the year is concerned, it's an 88 day rotation around the, the sun. It doesn't always rotate and cross between us and the sun so to make it even more relative imagine like a lunar eclipse where this or a solar eclipse where the moon goes between earth and the sun and and therefore we can see the the moon cross the sun and either block it out partially or in whole this is the same idea but it's a planet and this planet is obviously further away from us so it's not going to block out our view of the sun and it's also smaller um but it is it, it does allow us to see the planet cross the sun so that's what the transit is um and from what i read and and what i i i resonated with a lot of people are seeing this transit across the sun as kind of like a rebirth um kind of like a moment when mercury has the opportunity to re-energize or to um i guess to go more into its range of consciousness um and and the way that i took that information especially because it's happening during a mercury retrograde is that during this time period all of the influences of Mercury are going to be amplified. So you guessed it, communication, travel, technology, and contracts. All of that has the opportunity to be amplified. And the one thing that I didn't state in the past segment was that the reason why those four pillars are often frowned upon during a retrograde because you might be saying well if mercury is like you know symbolic of communication travel transportation and uh technology and uh and contracts like shouldn't that lend a more positive influence well the reason why it it it's opposite for for people as far as the influence is concerned is because of the idea that it appears to go backwards and it slows down and so that is why um those four pillars tend to take a negative seat for most people um whereas if they were just to be patient you know temperate intolerant it probably wouldn't um and so that is what i was getting from this i was getting that like with the idea of rebirth and re-energization and 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 a a rise in its consciousness um, it's going to lend an amplification to the influences that it already has, and even more so because it's happening during a retrograde. And so I would just take everything that was stated about the retrograde and about this 11-11 event and exponentially amplify it because and 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 that's a great thing about all of this the great thing about all of this is that if we have this knowledge and we have this information we have the ability to direct our attention in the appropriate way and that's really what this is all about it's about directing our attention in such a way that we can inspire a more positive outcome you know if we take the time to assess how we think how our thoughts 
allow themselves to develop within us. How we interact with people, how we respond to people, how we consider a person, you know, um, and those engagements, if we can bring ourselves to that level of understanding and focus to say, I am, I choose to be a patient person, I choose to be an empathetic person, and I choose to exemplify these qualities, you know, how much more grander and more fluid can our experience become at that point? point, you know, especially with these influences going on right now, and not just the idea of these influences, but the idea that because all of these things are happening at the same time, it is being amplified. We really have the potential to catapult ourselves to another degree of consciousness just by attributing some of this simple information into our lives. And so... <laughs> With all of that being said, let's talk about the full moon <laughs> because baby, that full moon is coming. Um, so like I said, I read that it was coming, it would be at its maximum at on the 14th of November, but I'm also reading 12 and 13. And so the way that I simply take that is that once you're within the scope of that event, the energy is present. Um, so whether it's 11, 12, 13, 14, even 15 and 16, you still have so much of that energetic influence present in your life. And um, the full moon is all about releasing habits, ideas, um, experiences, people, anything that you want released to let go of, to be rid of. This is the time where you need to pray and you need to meditate about what you want dismissed from your life. And you want to do it in a way where, of course, you are being um, compassionate with people. So in other words, if you have if you are an individual who needs certain toxic people or toxic experiences to leave your life, you don't want to say, well this individual is toxic for me, so I need that person gone. You need to kill them. You know, <laughs> you don't want to tell that to the universe. No, what you want to do is just say in the best way possible and in in a way that is beneficial for me and my enemy or however you want to regard the person or the experience um i need this to be removed from my life and in a in a, in a sincere honest and heartfelt way so that way you can make your progressions forward without having any energetic ties or repercussions from that release and that is what the full moon is about so Symbolically speaking, the full moon at its peak will completely be illuminated. And the idea is that as the moon goes from full to new, it the energetic influence draws away from light to dark the things that you want dismissed from your life. So it's it's all yes it is it is a visualization process it is a faith based process it's a process that requires prayer or meditation it requires intent that is the specific thing about this intent in is is how all of these things are tied together 
intent. What is your intent with all of this? Is your intent selfless? That is what's even more important. When a human's intent is selfless, there is an inspiration for growth among many because they are not taking we are not taking from others in order to grow or improve ourselves in a, a way that would dismiss another. And um, and so that's what we want to use that energetic influence for. So the full moon, um, and so important. And I think it's like, I think over the years, there are those who would regard like the idea of, 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 of a moon awareness to be something more of a pagan idea. Um, a pagan, the idea of, of a pagan belief really stems itself into the idea of, of understanding nature and how it works and the influence that is there. So even though I don't consider myself a pagan, um, I just wanted to say that this is, this is not necessarily a pagan practice so much as a human practice because we are symbiotically tied to our planet. And our planet is tied to our universe and our galaxy. So we, in that way and in that regard, we are all connected. So I, I would just say, you know, take the time to try and come into these understandings. Not all of this is going to resonate probably. I, my hope and intent, though, is that it will just so you say that. And I'm saying that to rebuff against saying that it it may not because i'm just saying that because i don't want you to feel like i don't want any human to feel like they heard this information and they feel like left out because they don't agree or feel some kind of dissonance because they don't agree or don't see what i'm saying um my intent is that if you're hearing this you at least can draw some parallels or find something relatable or relative to what is being stated uh it's mainly just to inform you and to and to provide that sense of that 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 discourse of information and awareness so that way you can draw conclusions for yourself and assess it the way that you feel like it would help you um and 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 I think that's all I got to say about that. Wow, I covered those three in this one. I even covered how they, they can all tie together. Let's go ahead and conclude this, shall we? Alrighty, my peeps. Well, this is pretty much going to wrap up our podcast for the night. I um, feel truly blessed and grateful to have any and all of those who are listening uh, take the time, the linear time, (laughs) to listen. I I really do appreciate it. I hope this information is helpful. And again, remember uh, all the significance of all of these events is that they're happening at the same time. And maybe that is why the individual who made it a point to notice the synchronicity of it all, to have a Mercury transit during an 11-11 event, um, it, it drew out certain synchronicities, but then you also have the full moon on top of Mercury retrograde. These four things are all bringing in their own energetic influences and we have 
the potential to take that influence and to make it the greatest experience, the most fluid experience, not only for ourselves, but based on how we interact, engage, and respond to others, we have the potential to make it a great time for those around us as well. And that's really what is important. It's important to remember that what I say and do affects other people just as what you say and do affects other people. And um, when we all have that understanding, that is what makes humanity all the more wonderful and beautiful and fluid. And we want that for ourselves as a human race. And so with that being said, I am going to take time to redo episode number 26. I have no idea now what I spoke about. (laughs) I'm going to wing it and uh, 10 to 1 as it's come to be my belief when things in that instance happen or when things happen in that way, it usually means that they weren't intended to be heard or said at that given moment. And so I don't really have any, um, don't have any ill feelings about that 30 minutes of video being deleted on accident. I really feel like I'm intended to say something else in its place, and so I will. So I'm going to go ahead and end this, and then I'm going to start on that, and then this will be uploaded uh, very soon, as soon as the, the process of getting all of this done occurs. And so without further ado, until next time, my lovely, lovely, beautiful brothers and sisters, thank you for your open minds, your light hearts, and your listening ears. We shall meet again. Love, peace, joy, compassion, Patience, mercy, harmony, abundance, gratitude, faith, empathy, discernment. It is in you. It is in me. It is in us now.